0: Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. All right, well, thank you for joining me, Marketeers. Today, I have on Bryce Batts, She is a career coach for women in the AEC industry. She'll support you so you can break the glass ceiling and not fall victim to the old boys network. She'll help you level up your leadership and management experience with her design build coaching program, where you'll grow your confidence, set and achieve big goals and create a path to senior management. Welcome Bryce.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah. So before we get into what I brought you on here to talk about, which is the great resignation or reshuffle, depends on how you phrase it. I'm curious how you got started in this industry. What's your story?
1: Yeah. So my husband and I, he was my boyfriend at the time. I went to NC state. He's actually in the industry. He's a landscape architect. And after school, he got a great job in Florida. Meanwhile, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So, went back to school for my MBA, which I don't suggest, you know, going to do if you don't know what you <laughs> want to do. But I did, and thankfully I, I made a good friend there and she was working for a recruiting company that recruited architects, engineers and people in the construction industry and I was like, okay, this is the industry my to be husband is in and sure, sounds fun enough. So, that Literally, that's where my story started and then did recruiting for about 12 years and pivoted into more career coaching. You know, I wanted to see more women in the industry. So anything I can do to give them a leg up and support them in their journey is what I'm here to do.
0: Perfect. So for anyone who has been living under a rock the last <laughs> few months, what is the great resignation or the great reshuffle?
1: I know I throw that term around thinking everyone's heard of it, but there are still people who haven't. So yeah, I've heard it called the great resignation, the great reshuffle, the great reallocation. Basically one in four people are currently leaving their jobs and, you know, it's just really interesting. I think people got quiet during COVID and kind of got in tune with what they really wanted and now they're making a pivot And then I read a statistic that said out of the people who are leaving their jobs, 40% are going to a new position and another 40% of those people are starting their own businesses. So a lot of entrepreneurs being born during this time.
0: Oh, excellent. Okay. So what do you see prompting this shift besides COVID, which is sort of the obvious answer?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, with so much changing in the last two years, people, number one, had a chance to really think about what they wanted, what their lives, what they wanted their lives to look like when they went back to work, you know, and then secondly, just getting in tune with those things and figuring out what their next couple of years are going to look like. And then I also think the AEC industry just needed to make a lot of changes anyway. There was very little flexibility And lots of hours worked, you know, obviously it's a very deadline driven industry, but it just didn't offer a lot of work-life balance. And that is what people are seeking now.
0: Sure. So then what are people leaving for?
1: I find it's for a number of reasons, but you know, lack of advancement opportunities, a lot of people seeking new challenges, wanting a different career path. Unfortunately, I don't want to say bad bosses, but bad bosses or bad managers, people looking for more recognition for a job well done. And then we talked about that work-life balance in the industry. People are working long hours and it seems like now with this reshuffle happening, the hours have gotten longer because Mm -hmm. every company is in this recruiting mode, trying to bring new employees in, and then they've lost employees. So trying to replace those people, which means the people who are still boots on the ground are now working longer hours to compensate for that. Right. And then interestingly enough, Since the vaccine mandate has been rolled out, I'm seeing a lot of people leaving because their companies are requiring it and they don't necessarily want to get vaccinated. So now they're looking for new positions. So whether an employer agrees with that or not, it's happening.
0: Well, okay. (laughs) So what suggestions would you give a company who wants to retain their staff?
1: Yeah. You know, I think we've got to embrace flexible work options I mentioned the AEC industry was pretty rigid when it came to this, and I know it's highly collaborative, Mm -hmm. but employees have been doing this at home for the last year, year and a half, and they're wanting to continue with those flexible work options, whether that means fully remote, which honestly I don't see a lot of, or a hybrid situation, or at least flex hours where they can, you know, get their kids to school or they have a doctor's appointment, feel like they can run out without being micromanaged. And then I think we've got to train managers too. You know, they're under a lot of stress dealing with everybody coming back and everything that's on their plate anyway. So they're trying to learn how to engage and support these teams. And if they are distributed, you know, across the country, how to manage those teams remotely. Right. And then, you know, just employee well being, something we're all (laughs) struggling with, I think, after COVID and then coming back, lots of changes. So, just making that well being a priority and uh, making sure, you know, there's a clear career path for people who are sticking it out and want to move forward.
0: Right. Definitely. So, you mentioned training managers on how to engage and support their teams as a manager, what suggestions would you give?
1: Yeah, I read some crazy statistics that said the number one predictor of someone is satisfied with their job is their relationship with their boss. Mm. So no pressure there. And it's the number two influence on your mental health. So obviously, you know, a lot of people say their manager is a huge stressor in their life. And I think The biggest thing a manager can do is just give appreciation for a job well done. If managers can offer specific and sincere praise, it's really a powerful way to remind employees of the value they bring. And then allowing people to express concerns and actually listening with sincere curiosity. Some people are gonna come back, they're gonna be ready to be back in the office, ready to see their coworkers, and others are still going to feel uneasy, either about being around people or just maybe not being able to do that midday workout and right. you know, and I think it's just facilitating interpersonal connections as well. It's easier to leave a, a job if you feel disconnected from the people you work with, if you feel disconnected from management. So trying to make sure you're connected there and then as a leader, obviously, I preach self-care. I think you have to take care of yourself first because if you're burnt out and then you're dealing with the pressure of being responsible for results and people and their safety, you're not going to make it very long.
0: That is such a good point to make because I think so often managers put all of their energy and their focus on their colleagues who report to them And they're preaching all of this, like mental health. You need to get out, go for walks. But if you're not taking care of yourself, direct reports can feel it and they can see it. And your leadership style sort of shifts in a way because you're exhausted. So I really like that you made that point. It's almost like your mask on before assisting others. You know?
1: yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you know, a lot of families, they've got the husband and the wife working. I coach a lot of women who are trying to advance in their careers while their husbands are as well. And they have kids at home and maybe aging parents. So it's a lot to juggle. You really do have to find the time to take care of yourself as Difficult as that may be, if it's getting up an hour earlier in the mornings or, you know, delegating more often and doing that more efficiently, whatever you need to do to take care of yourself so you can take care of everybody else.
0: Right. So then on the flip side, for those people who are considering becoming part of this reshuffle, (laughs) what advice would you give them?
1: Yeah, I would say, first off, don't feel like you need to leave your job because everyone else is. Sometimes I think we want something to control and maybe everything feels out of control right now. And you're like, well, if I change my job, then that gives me control over this current situation. So I would say first, you know, do some reflection and decide if you really want to look for a new position. And then if you do... Make sure you're talking to people at that other company. Maybe you know someone who knows someone. This is why I love LinkedIn. You can connect with people who are already there. I think that's going to give you more insight than any glass door review you can read or any review you may find online. And then ask the company too about past layoffs. How did they handle COVID? How did they handle the 2008 recession? I see employees asking for a much higher salary and employers being willing to give it because the job market's so tight, but you don't want to make a move just for money because if there is a slowdown and projects are put on hold, then you may be the first to be laid off. So it's easy to say if you get three or four job offers, which I'm seeing you know, people are getting multiple offers and money talks and they want to choose the highest offer, but you've got to think about your values and what you're looking for. And are these things that the company offers in line with what you're seeking? So benefits, PTO, you know, what are the other perks they offer? Gym memberships, you know, maybe you've got a car allowance. And then is there a clear career path for you to move forward? And then of course, get everything in writing. That's crazy. Everybody's moving super fast. I see companies interviewing people one time over zoom and then making an offer. And it's easy to just jump at that, but you want to make sure you're doing your due diligence as well. Sure. Out of curiosity.
0: What types of questions are you suggesting that people who are looking for new jobs like asking the, the potential employers aside from, you know, past layoffs. I love that one. Cause that's super indicative of what could happen in the future. Are there any other questions that you coach your people to
1: ask? Yeah, I would ask them where they see the company in the next few years when looking at a particular position, what's the career path for that position. And is there someone they can talk to that's currently in that role? That's looking to move out of it and what that looks like. And then of course, digging into all the benefits they offer. But I do think really understanding the career path and then the goals of the company and where the company is going is super important. You really want to understand the culture from the inside out if you can before accepting a job.
0: Perfect. So as a career coach, how are you approaching this great reshuffle
1: Yeah. So when I'm coaching my clients, I'm talking with them about what they want. And I think a lot of times that starts with journaling. A lot of times we want to put a lid on our dreams. And I say, don't do that. Just dream and think about what you want, whether it's writing down or doing some meditation. And instead of stopping yourself like, well, I don't know how that's going to happen or how how to do that. It's unrealistic. I would rather you just dream without putting a lid on it and think about what you really want. And then let's reverse engineer it and see how we can get you there. So if you've got this big dream and it looks like moving into a different industry, well, then let's start talking to people in that industry and doing informational interviews. Let's start connecting with people. And that way you can see if it is something you really want to do, or maybe you want to stay in the same industry and just pivot, but it's about doing a lot of research And just experimenting with different things. So talking to different people, you know, maybe shadowing them, taking them to coffee and hearing more about what they do. But I think it takes time to just reflect, to figure out what it is that you want instead of just jumping into a new job. And maybe it's just talking to your boss, but basically I walk with people every step of the way and support them. So we really dig into what their their goals are on a high level and then, walk that backwards and chunk it up so we can work on smaller goals to get them there.
0: Perfect. And I think that's such a good point to be made is you shouldn't just be jumping ship for a salary. Like this is the time to really reflect on what you want and sort of put that into motion instead of, you know, oh, I didn't get the the raise I wanted here, so now I'm going to find it elsewhere because the market is hot.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, employers are hiring like crazy. So if you decide this is the time, Mm -hmm. you know, then strike while the iron's hot for sure. But I coach women all the time who just want to work less hours and want to be with their families, but they think that's not attainable because of the industry standards. But then once we talk to different clients and companies out there, they are willing to offer the right person 25 or 30 hours a week. That's why I say don't put a lid on your dreams because what you want is out there. It's just a matter of getting to it.
0: Right. Oh, perfect. Anything else you can think of that you want the listeners to know about you or about your work?
1: Well, just, I love working with women in this industry. I love seeing women rise to the top and would love to see more women in architecture and engineering and construction. So I hope that continues to happen and the, the trend continues to change. Agreed.
0: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this topic for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I love talking about it. I mean, this is what I'm talking to my clients about all the time. So I really enjoy it.
0: Perfect. And if our listeners want to get in touch with you, where should I direct them?
1: Yeah, I would love to have them come and be a part of our Facebook group. It's Women in AEC, Building a Career You Love. So you can find that free Facebook group, obviously on Facebook. And it's just a great conversation between women in the industry. And then, of course, I'm on LinkedIn, so I spend a lot of time. Bryce Batts, you can find me there. And my website is BryceBattsCoaching.com.
0: Perfect. And I will link all those that you just mentioned in the episode show notes.
1: Awesome. Well, this has been super fun. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.
0: All right, Marketeers, that is a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. Thank you again to Bryce for joining me to talk about the great resignation or reshuffle. As always, if you're enjoying this podcast, I invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every other Wednesday. Chat soon.